listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast with host John Pimba and James Grandey. What's going on, FA Nation? John Pemba here with James Grande, bringing you the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast here recording on Wednesday evening to preview Tuesday's six-game main slate. James, how are you feeling about our first look here? There is some spots that we are going to be looking at big time at the top. So um, it's going to be a tough, uh, tough decision for us here at the top of the um, top of the board, but uh, interesting slate. Knowing we have some massive stars out, Davis. We know with the injury to Kevin, the, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Shea Gilgis Alexander already ruled out. So um, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of key pieces missing, and so there's going to be a lot of value to open up here. So um, excited because we have a elite spend ups in Giannis, Jokic, LeBron. Um, so and Harden on a back-to-back, but still, nevertheless, he's elite as it comes. So, uh, it's a lot of very... It's, it's an exciting site. It's an exciting six-game site. I like that six games. You Me know, too. Like, Me too. You know, it was going to be seven. We had the Spurs, the Pistons game postponed. Uh, but you mentioned, like, you mentioned those guys, the matchups that we're looking at. Denver-Boston, New Orleans-Memphis, at 230 game total in that one. Just a one-point spread. Toronto-Milwaukee, 234 total there. Bucks are five and a half point favorite. Uh, you know we have Brooklyn on a back to back against Phoenix. You uh, mentioned already. We already know no Kevin Durant. Do we think? You know Kyrie may. You know we last time we tried to predict the Kyrie sit, it didn't happen. But I mean, you know it is a back to back for Brooklyn, so it always has to be sort of on the forefront. Uh, Portland against OKC. OKC just beat Milwaukee without their best player. So like, you know, like they're they're going to be very much in play against Portland. So uh, and then of course Tony Davis, like you mentioned. Guys like Kyle Kuzma are going to get a big bump and a really great matchup for Minnesota. So uh, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be good. Uh, I think we're going to see some high totals here. And I like the player pool. Uh, so that's set. Let's kick it off. Sorry, up at the point guard spot. Uh, FanDuel, Kyrie Irving is a point guard. $9,900 at the top of the slate. Damian Lillard at 95 here against OKC. Those are the only two players priced above 8 k on FanDuel. So if you're looking to spend up at point guard here, James, how do you pick between the two? Um, I mean, it's probably Lillard for me. Kyrie's matchup is not enticing. Phoenix has played an extremely slow pace, and they've really put the clamps on a lot of uh, really good offensive players. And, you know, not to say Kyrie can't get his own offense here. Um, It's not what I'm saying. But just Lillard going up against OKC just feels better than – forcing Kyrie into my lineup against the Suns team on a back-to-back. So I lean Lillard. I, I like Kyrie. I don't love Kyrie, but I do lean Dame Dalla. All right. Uh, here below them, we got Chris Paul in that pace-up spot for them. Huge pace-up spot against Brooklyn. We know there's no defense being played in that backcourt. Uh, Paul himself uh, lately, you know, still really trucking along since he's returned. 50, 44, and 36 fantasy points in the three games since he's come back from uh, his little injury absence there. Um, so I think he's in a prime, prime spot. Uh, the price tag on John Moran just doesn't move. Uh, we mentioned already a 230 game total there. How do you feel about the Morant versus Lonzo Ball matchup here? Yeah, I mean, three straight double-doubles for Morant is nice. So, you know, he has that going for him. He's played 30-plus minutes, something that we were curious of about a couple 
a couple weeks ago and then five straight games of 30 plus. So um, the scoring just needs to come around. He's, he's not shooting the ball. Well, John, I mean, you look at the percentages, 20, 40, 35, 30, 42, 39, 39% from the floor the last seven games. So um, the shooting is going to come around. Uh, it's a good spot. It's a good spot for John Morant. So I think this is a spot I would look at in tournaments. And I think on the flip side, um, you know, Lonzo wasn't great against Detroit, no doubt. But uh, I do think this is a bounce back spot. He went for 40 fantasy points against Memphis already this year. So I think both of them are in play. I lean Morant a little bit, but there's obviously savings going to Alonzo. Do you think we're seeing any signs of life out of Kemba Walker here? Uh, <laughs> last two games, he scored over 20 actual. Uh, he had the day off against Detroit. Yes, Washington, Celtics got blown out, but he had 25 and 7. Uh, you know, going up against Denver here, they're definitely going to need his scoring. Only 6,200. Yeah, that's fine. I I don't know. I, I could pay $200 more for Lonzo. Um, I can go down and get Ricky Rubio, who I feel has been probably equally consistent um, lately, especially with Carl Anthony Towns. We can play Schroeder without, um, Kemp, without uh, Anthony Davis. So I think there's other spots. I don't hate this Kemba Walker spot. But also, I don't know, like if both Tatum and Brown are going – like we think they will, it's going to be hard for me to play Kemba. That's fine. Um, any love for Jamal Murray in the opposite matchup there? Yeah, tournaments. Tournaments, tournaments, tournaments. Always tournaments with Jamal Murray, but um, he's looked really good the last two games, 39 and 40 fantasy points. And again, no Will Barton. So, um, And there's no Marcus Smart to defend Jamal Murray either. So we're going to see Kemba guarding Murray. I mean, that's... That's a problem for Boston. Yeah, it's it's a uh, won't be a good one there for for their prospects. Uh, at shooting guard, James Harden's eleven k. Um, again, no Kevin Durant here, so uh, the only real worry would be the back to back and the slow pace. But I think Harden almost sort of dictates pace there uh, in this matchup. Anyway, so on a smaller slate, it all depends on whether or not Harden's the guy you're picking to spend up for. Um, after him, you have Devin Booker. Uh, in this matchup against Brooklyn, Booker, uh, great production of late, you know, 40 fantasy points in back-to-back games. Uh, doesn't really, sh- you know, showing that, you know, Chris Paul being back isn't really hindering him, uh, which is great to see. So, you know, I think Booker is, in a, you know, just a really strong spot here. Yeah, I mean, we're going to continue to attack. We're going to continue to continue to continue attack Brooklyn. And Booker had 17 actual in the first quarter last night. So, um might have just taken his foot off the gas a little bit because it was a blowout early. Uh, I think he could go for another 30-plus here against Brooklyn, and it wouldn't be surprising. I mean, 27 actual or more in four straight. He's really cooking, John. He's really cooking. FanDuel keeps dropping the price on Fred Van Vliet. He's $7,500 now. That's that's a good price tag. Right? Just for his upside? Like, he's a guy that's given us – 50 fantasy points a handful of times this year. He scored 50 actual already this season. And yeah, I guess like he's in a little bit of a slump, you know, like 33, 34, 25 fantasy points the last three games. Certainly 
you know, you're expecting more out of him, but, you know, the steals weren't in those games. Um, generally, he's good for at least two steals a game. Um, you know, I, I think the price keeps falling. You just got to be a guy you put in your lineup because the upside's there. Yeah, I love the 21 shots last game after taking 10 and 9 the two games prior. I don't, I didn't understand that. So I like his FanDuel price way better. He's still 8,200 on DK. I don't think we need to go there, but I do think he's awfully appealing at um, the sub 8K price tag you mentioned on FanDuel. But at the same time, we talked about this the other day. Couldn't we just go down and instead and just play Norm Powell? Yeah, I think we can. You know, and but the question really now becomes like we were discussing just spending down and playing Norm Powell because we were looking at like a near 9K Van Vliet. Sure. So like That's as fair. the price continues to drop for Van Vliet, when does it become less of a value to play Norm Powell? Now I'm even looking, do they move Powell on FanDuel? They did, didn't they? He's a small forward, huh? He's a small forward now. They yeah, I swear to God. If I type in Pascal Siakam and he's a small forward, I'm going to flip. He's a small forward. How, how, how does FanDuel <laughs> have three players <laughs> on the same team? That play 30 plus minutes. That play 30 plus minutes. <laughs> all play the same position. Come on. <laughs> yep. I hope, I hope. Uh, Come on. Hope you're happy, Fandle, making John really upset. Norman Powell, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, all listed as small forward. <sighs> I don't I don't really have anything because uh I wanna drop like the Nancy Kerrigan Y drop in here, right? <laughs> like, why? <sighs> well you dropped it. Drop the mic. You know? So annoying. So it is, annoying. It is quite annoying. All right. Well, <laughs> what is Powell on price shooting, tag on DraftKings? Shooting guard small forward at 68. Yeah, so he's 65 on FanDuel, right? So now we're there's a thousand dollar difference between the two. Right? It's not two thousand dollars anymore. So like it's sure. getting closer to like Van Vliet's upside worth the thousand dollars or save the thousand, get the better f- floor i guess like no you probably play van vliet you probably play when um van vliet on fandle for sure at under 8k yeah that's where i'm that's where i'm leaning uh anthony edwards is 6k a guy that i've just been love playing lately uh, another 30 point fantasy outing even with towns being there 21 and 18 points the last two games uh actuals giving you rebounds a couple of assists here shipping in with steel every now and then um kids looking good kids looking confident yeah, hope, hopefully it continues um, because that first game with Towns, he took nine shots, and now we've seen uh, a bunch of shots the next two. So it's good to see. Um, Malik Beasley now shooting guard only on DraftKings. Um, Malik Beasley is a small forward on uh, Well, DraftKings also had Anthony Edwards as a power forward for a deep slate. So. Uh, I imagine he's a shooting guard still. He is a shooting guard small forward. Okay. Well, at least they have that, right? Uh, Gary Trent against OKC's at 5,800. I think that's a great spot. Yeah, I have a very sour taste in my mouth because I finally played Gary Trent, and he let me down. The yeah, minutes... he played against Dallas, though. They don't even have a good DVP versus shooting guards. 
Yeah, it was like a last piece type of play. Yeah. You know, the minutes are there. We know he can, if he is hot from behind the floor or from behind the arc, like he can score you 25 actual. But yeah, um, yeah well, they're rolling not... out Josh Richardson at shooting guard. Like it's just a better defender than Tim Hardaway. So. You're right. No, you're right. Um, and the matchup is good. So I'd, I'd consider him here if it's 700 and on DraftKings is good. We saw a bounce back game from Dylan Brooks. It was against Sacramento, so I guess take that for what it's worth. But we know that the Pelicans have a long history of not defending the wing. So uh, Dylan Brooks is at 51. DDV, Dante DiVincenzo, another strong game out of him against OKC. Uh, He's at 51. They have Toronto. Uh, Lou Dort is now a shooting guard on FanDuel after being a small forward. Uh, Dort's looking great as well of late, just a boatload of minutes. Uh, and then our friend Grayson Allen, $4,900 as well. So I like all of them, honestly. I think they're all in play. Um, I think Brooks is definitely an, a contrarian option that we should take a look at. Nobody plays him. Um, three of the last four, 20 actual, and 30 fantasy points. So I, I think I think that game is going to be very popular. I think it should be very popular. And that goes for Grayson Allen, too. Played another 30 minutes. We already know Desmond Bain's out. Um, we already know Dante Melton's out, so um, I definitely think they're in play. I I like Ludort. I don't love Ludort just because he can be so offensive deficient, you know. Yeah. So he's okay. And then I love Divincenzo. I, I think that game is probably my favorite on the board: Toronto, Milwaukee. If not Lakers, Minnesota would probably be a close second. Um, so yeah, I think DiVincenzo firmly in play for me as well. So I think all four of those guys that you mentioned are, are viable options, honestly. Right. Uh, any value guys at shooting guard for you? Um, I'm, I guess I'm wondering what Denver is going to do if Monty Morris sits, um, Compazzo balled the hell out the other night against the Lakers. Everybody thought RJ Hampton and it was, uh, the other rookie. Yeah, I, me being one of them. And it's not that Hampton didn't play 20 minutes because he got his 20 minutes, but Campazzo, you know, looked good and he saw the extra run. So if Monty Morris sits, I think Campazzo could be really intriguing. He's only $3,300 on DraftKings, has point guard, shooting guard eligibility. Um, and I also think RJ Hampton would be interesting because, again, they're down – Dozier, they're down Harris, they're down Barton. So they just literally wouldn't have options at that point. Right. So I they think they were using the puzzle like in their rotation earlier this yep. year too. So like he's yep. a, he's a yeah, I think player. I think I, I think he's a guy and I think he's a way to help alleviate some salary because there are just so many good spots on this. And especially like Giannis at 11K and Har- and Jokic is 10-7 against a bad Boston front court. And LeBron is only 10-1 against Minnesota. But like, maybe you want to play two of those guys. Right. And Campazzo can can definitely help you do that. Uh, on FanDuel, LeBron is 10-5 against Minnesota. And we At least we already know there's no Anthony Davis. So yeah, like, that's, yeah. That's a plus. Yeah. Uh, 10-5 for LeBron against Minnesota. I love, love, yep. love. Yep. Um, I was a big fan of LeBron against Denver the other day. Just fell on a cis shy of his triple double in 30 minutes. Um, you know, Minnesota, I think you can definitely play him there. 
We mentioned Siakam at 8,800 against Milwaukee as small forward. Uh, Jalen Brown is 84 against Denver. Brandon Ingram is 82 against Memphis. That's your 8K tier over on FanDuel. It's good to see Ingram, Ingram coming around. We're still not like getting like upside out of Ingram, so I think he's fine. I don't have like tremendous love for that play. Um, Ingram's okay. I like Middleton a lot. You know, I, I generally play Middleton. It hasn't been great, but it's also because Giannis has been so freaking good. Um, so I think you can go Middleton in tournaments. I think Jalen's fine for tournaments. Jalen just doesn't give you anything less than like 36 fantasy points. So he is, uh, yeah, he's he's fantastic. He he is a really good cash. I guess player. if I had a have one complaint it was that he has zero assists in three of the last four games. <laughs> yeah, and then the the one he has ten. So yeah. like. <laughs> What is going on there? Can he, I would have gladly taken his, the 10 from the Toronto game and just distributed like three. Two and a half, <laughs> two and a half to each, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that is that is wild. Um, but like 20 shot attempts in three of the last four as well. So like, yeah, he's, he's chucking. So he's one of the few players in the NBA. I guess I haven't checked uh, lately, but a couple of games ago at least, he's one of the few players in the NBA, 50% from the floor, 40% from three. So, like, dude's hitting shots. We have a 50, 40, 100 guy right now, by the way. Who is I, I forget who uh, is shooting 100% from the uh, foul line, but we have a 50, 40, 100. Uh, That's pretty impressive. Uh, you look that up, I'll look at the next tier. Chris Middleton against Toronto at $7,500 here. Uh, another, you know, letdown game, really. I mean... He played 35 minutes against OKC, 23 actual. But we thought we were getting Point Milton here after the double-digit assist games against Denver and Phoenix, and now he's only given us three and four in the last two games. But the price tag is now coming down, so it's an opportunity to buy in here against Toronto. Um, we mentioned Malik Beasley, uh, a guy that, again, I've been playing a lot of, putting in the playbooks. 20 more points for him here, 33 fantasy against Toronto the other day. He's getting the Lakers on the flip side. Uh, and then our old friend Kyle Anderson, someone that I have railed against for years, right? <laughs> years. Yep. And uh, I have to almost like take it back a little bit. 44 fantasy points against Sacramento. It was a smash spot. He was in the playbook. Like we recommended him, but he's not as boring as he used to be. And he's still giving you five categories worth of production. $6,500 against the Pelicans. Honestly, it seems a little bit too low. What is your thoughts with, like, Brandon Clark being back? He was limited. So, he's like, limited. Anderson still played 28 minutes in that game. So, And it's not, like, far off from what Anderson was generally playing anyways. And I don't know if the way Anderson's playing now – he would be a guy that they take off the take floor, off the floor. No. for Clark, right? Like, Clark could very well just be a bench guy for them now. Like, the backup four, backup five, you know. I, I don't see a reason to take Anderson and put him any less than what he's already playing. So, at okay. least that's me. I don't coach the team, but uh, if I did, that's how I'd get. That's fair. That's fair. I got, I got nothing against what you just said, I think it's pretty accurate. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I know what I'm talking about here, James. 
Sorry, I doubted you for a second because yeah, you started right. talking. You started rambling about Kyle Anderson. I know you fell asleep. Is boring. Norman Powell's the same price though, so if you want to play, <laughs> go for it. Uh, below them, Michael Porter is at fifty-five. Uh, Sad. Twenty-nine minutes. Didn't do anything again. Uh, sad life, sad life for us fanboys of Michael Porter. Uh, would like him to step it up. And hey, you know what? Boston could be the team to let him in. Boston not playing a lot of defense, getting blown up by teams like the Wizards. So uh, <laughs> potential for him there. Uh, Mikel Bridges against Brooklyn uh, after a couple of down games, bounced past nicely against Orlando. Had 32 fantasy points. He's 53. And then both Justin Jackson and Kendrick Williams are 53 and 5200 on FanDuel, both at the small forward position. Jackson. Back-to-back 30 fantasy point games, back-to-back games of 20 actual. Uh, Kendrick Williams uh, kind of doing a little bit of everything here, uh, but still 22 fantasy points the other night, back-to-back 30 points the two games prior for him. Thoughts on that grouping? I'd probably save on DraftKings. I can play Jackson for 600 less than Kendrick Williams, so I'd probably play Jackson if he's going to, score the way he's scoring the basketball plus start over Himadou Diallo suddenly um poor junior tournaments making me sad but uh yeah I like Kendrich I like um Justin Jackson as well but I probably lean Jackson just due to savings yeah that's fair that's fair I agree with you on that one um Joe Harris, Josh Hart's the kind of next group there. We do get word Josh Hart's improbable. Joe Harris, we know, with no uh, Kevin Durant. Um, he's starting tonight uh, for them, so there's going to be some value there. After that, though, like there's nothing much barring injury news. Nope. You know, Semi Ojale keeps playing 30 minutes. He had a horrible game against the Wizards, but was good the two games prior. I don't know if I'm going to believe in that or not, but you know, any value for you at least on this slate? He, I don't, I don't, I don't think we need to go there. Not, not at small forward at least. It's, it's a, it is a bad value. I mean, Derek Jones played 32 minutes, but he didn't, he literally did nothing. So, uh, I probably don't go there. Pat Constance didn't still play in like 23 plus minutes too. All right, James, let's just run over to the power forward position because I'm sure we're not playing semi-Ojale. Um, we have Giannis at 11-2 against Toronto. He went nuclear the other day. Uh, and on a really strong, I mean, he's on a Giannis-like run right now. 68, 65, 72 fantasy points the last three games. We've been talking all season long about how we attack the Toronto front court. He had 60 fantasy points against them at the end of January, 24 points, 18 rebounds, nine assists. I know that there are other matchups like Nikola Jokic against Boston for cheaper. There's LeBron James against Minnesota for cheaper. I know Milwaukee has been a letdown in terms of team play lately, but I mean, I I feel like Giannis for me is number one on the slate. I do too, but I don't want (laughs) to... I don't want to say it because I feel like every time I commit to Giannis, he lets me down. So um, I think he's the top play, but I will knock on wood and pray that he doesn't let us down because he had such a good spot. I mean, where, does he, six, where does he rank 
uh, on DraftKings. Says on FanDuel, he's the top play. Is he? Yeah, more he's the he's the most expensive. Yeah, he's the most expensive play. He's uh, two hundred dollars more than Harden. He's eleven thousand. Harden is ten eight, and Jokic is ten seven. Okay. With yeah. LeBron ten one. Yeah, LeBron's ten five, Jokic ten six, Harden eleven, and Giannis eleven two. It's it's just not too expensive. Like if he's gonna give us sixty five plus, it's fine. So. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's the top play for me. It probably goes Giannis one, Jokic two, LeBron three for me. But uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna have many shares of Giannis, many. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, uh, again, it just it's the matchup that we talk about all the time, and and usually we end up kicking ourselves when we like ignore. Just like our rules, basically, and this year one of our rules is like play elite big men, elite wing players against Toronto. They're just losing Marcus Saul and Serge Ibaka, you know, in their front court is just really decimated them. So, yep. um, you know, I, I think Giannis is in for a huge game here. Below them, you know, Jason Tatum, one of the worst games of his career against the Wizards, six total points scored for him, 22 uh, fantasy. Do we know what Paul Millsap's already ruled out here? So already like, ruled out. Yep. I think Tatum is is gonna have himself like a better matchup, whether it be MPJ, whether it be Jermichael Green. Like I think I think Tatum is is in a really good bounce back spot here. You're also forgetting Zeke Najay Najai. Well, you saw that Kenneth Freed's looking to make a comeback, so <laughs> you know. Um. Well, Zeke and Najai. Uh, I I want to get the pronu- correct pronunciation because like. I don't, I don't know how to say this name. I, my apologies. Um, he played 24 minutes the other night and hit four threes. So it's uh, Zeke Nazigi. Nazigi. Have you ever seen Office Space? Yeah, it's been a while. When he, when the Bobs are trying to pronounce the guy's name and they're like, like. Khabib, the Jimena, uh, uh, not gonna work here anymore. They basically just <laughs> finish his name that, that way. That's basically where we're at, where we're at right now. For those of you who know what I'm talking about, you're probably laughing. Ha ha ha! Great reference. For those of you who don't, uh, you should check out Office Space. It's a, it's a funny movie. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. But I just, you know, I just wanted to point it out. Uh, Tatum, fine. Tatum, okay, Tatum. You want to point out a player that neither of us are gonna play. That's fine. I'm definitely going to play him. Paul Millsap's ruled out. And they just, like, are not, like, why? I mean, like, yeah, Jermichael Green's going to be the chalk, 4,300. But, like, he's only playing, like, he's, like, falling out of the rotation. I I don't know why, but he is. Okay. But, yeah, Tatum. Anyways. Yeah, Tatum's 8,700. He's definitely in play. Okay. Uh, Zion at 83 against Memphis. Um, Again, cash game play. He, like, Finally, like, sort of gave us everything together here. 26-8-3-2 against Detroit. You know, we had the 36.2 rebound game against Dallas. You know, just an absolute killer. Uh, but, like, one of these games, right? And why not a game with a 230 total? He had 29-4-5 and against Memphis just a few games ago. Um, again, I think he is a core play for me. It's as close to a core play as we're going to get. And he's staying out of foul trouble the last few games. He's played 36-plus minutes in three straight games. He just had a game where he shot 93% from the floor, which is just 
ludicrous. So, yeah, I mean, definitely in cash. Can definitely do it in tournaments. Um, still probably more cashy for me, but I don't have a problem if you want to play him in tournaments either. Yeah, it's a smaller slate. I'll take his floor and hope that we maybe eventually get the sailing game. Yep. Yeah, that that's it's a good call. It's a good call. Um, Chris Boucher, the Enigma. What are we doing? I, I John, I, I don't know what to do with the guy because I feel like you and I play him on slates where he plays eighteen minutes. We all no no. You feel no no. We do. <laughs> Your <laughs> feelings it. are real because that's fa- that's a factual statement. Like it's this is the best game on the board, and you think he's gonna play. 30 minutes right but it's just not the case I don't, I don't know you just you just play him in tournaments i don't think if you're like a single entry player you feel comfortable with it i think it's a, a situation that you if you're mme or you're playing a whole bunch of lineups you you roster him yeah i i think that's fair i think if you're playing a bunch of them he's probably in 10 percent of your lineups um, the way it's playing right now, because there's just so much inconsistency, too much exposure to him could sink you. So, um, you know, a really, really tough spot to be in there. Uh, what other power forwards are jumping out to you here? Uh, what other power forwards? Um, I mean, Kuzma, 7K, against Minnesota. Uh, Darius Basley had a really solid game. Um, against Milwaukee, he gets Portland this time out. I think that's interesting. I mean, Carmelo continues to be pretty good, man. So I would probably go back to the well with Carmelo Anthony, the uh, former OKC Thunder player as well, Carmelo Anthony. Um, sure. So I'd go there. Did you see that there's a, a debate on Twitter right now between like millennials and and, and you know Gen Z, I guess on. Who should rightfully be known as Mello, Lamelo Ball, or Carmelo Anthony? I mean, it's. I mean, that's just Carmelo Anthony. Let's How do you take a dude's nickname real. away after he's been there for <laughs> fifteen years? And it's like not like this isn't like PJ Tucker we're talking about. We're talking about like future Hall of Famer Carmelo. Few, Anthony. Yeah, one of like the best just scorers of the basketball and that we've ever seen. So, um, yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I think Jermichael Green's going to be, like, if we just go down the list, I, I think the mid-tier is, like, Basley, Kuzma, Mello, and then I think if you go to the value tier, I guess it's, it'd be interesting if Tice, what, what happens with Tice, um, because I think that's a decent spot, but I think Jermichael Green is chalky. Jared Vanderbilt started, only played yeah. 23 minutes, but 28 fantasy points, 4K. I think that's interesting, um, Would you really I, go this far down, though? I mean, I, like Kyle Kuzma. Is... I mean, I'm I'm serious about Zeke and and oh God um, Nazigi. I'm serious about that. Okay. I mean, 19 or more minutes in two of three, and yes, there was a blowout factor in the Cleveland game, but look how he shot the ball in both those games. 3100. We've already mentioned. And alluded to Paul Millsap being out, Will Barton's out, um, Jermichael Green's kind of been axed out of this rotation, Michael Porter's playing poorly, they might be down Mark Morris as well. Um, Dozier's still out. Harris, like, they do not have a lot of able bodies, and again, 
if he got us 25 minutes or 23 minutes, we could play Giannis and LeBron tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So maybe. Like, All right. I'm not totally opposed to it. Okay, that's fine. Uh, center is Jokic. Again, it's a great spot. If I would probably play Giannis and Jokic. Yep, I, I would too. I would too. Because um, there's there's nobody on Boston that is defending this man. No, there's not. No, there's not. That's Especially if like Tice is out, like it's Tristan Thompson and Robert Williams. Like that's their deal. Oh yeah, they're in. They're or they go even smaller with like Grant Williams. Like good luck. Oh no. Oh no. Um, Grant Williams is like six five. Yeah, if that. Um. Yeah. No. Jokic is gonna eat. It's he. Yeah, I'm still calling Giannis my top play, but like Giannis could drop a seventy. Pounds. I know. I know. <laughs> like, um, and it, it would, I wouldn't even blink. I'd just be like, yeah, that's going to happen. I, I'm a Boston fan. I live just outside the city team just for since Kevin Garnett left, we haven't had someone that can <laughs> defend the center position. Uh, even Al Holford was not a great defensive center to the, you know, to his ability. He was that's because he was power forward. He's power forward. Yeah. So Jokic fine lock and load on FanDuel. If you put Giannis and Jokic in the same lineup, $5,500 a player left to play. Easy, yeah, easy, 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 easy. You, easy. You, could, you can make it happen. That's that is that's your core. That's your core. Giannis Jokic. That's a handle. Jokic, Giannis, LeBron. James, you want to guess how, many, how much money per player? I'm going to go $4,400. Uh, low. You're too low. It's 46 That's pretty. I, honestly, just looking at things, doable. It's doable, right? Doable. There's yeah. there's some there's some cheapies on this slate that you just kind of lock in, and uh, you know you could probably get there. So um, interesting, interesting for sure. Uh, Stars and scrubs looking like the likely build approach here for this small slate. Uh, if for whatever reason you're not paying up for <laughs> Nikola Jokic here, Carl Anthony Towns against the Lakers. Um, you know the minutes have at least are there. Um, 40 fantasy points in back-to-back games, double-doubles in two of three. We just haven't gotten that, like, monster game out of him just yet. Yeah, I think it's fine. We love Towns. Like, we understand how good he is. So, yeah, I think that's nice. A nice price point. 9300 on DK as well is a really good price. And on top of that, there's no Davis to protect the rim. It's going to be a slow Marcus and a small Montrez Harrell. So, and Kuzma, who's not going to be able to stop Towns if he's ever like in a situation where he's guarding him. So I do like Towns, but it's going to be hard to not play Jokic. And then like going down, like we have Aiton 7,100 against Brooklyn, I think is really, really apparent appealing. We have Ennis against Portland. Yeah, that both those centers actually I think are are super interesting. Horford forty three fantasy points per game over his last five. On the flip side, Cantor in a revenge spot um, against OKC, a, a spot that he went for fifty two fantasy points earlier in the year. John, he had twenty three rebounds against yeah. OKC. Um, and then Montrose Harrell, who we already know Anthony Davis is out, and you're only playing with tournaments, but Minnesota has been the worst team. Um, in terms of DVP against center. So as much as I think uh, like Towns is a, a really good play, like a contrarian play, I think most of my lineups are going to have like 
some form of like Jokic, Cantor, Horford, Harrell, probably like those four guys. Because even when you go down, like who really stands up? Bobby no, Portis, no. like Portis played. Okay, John. So this Portis is, is a power forward on FanDuel, so there is that. So did you see this minutes dis- distribution between him and Brooke Lopez? Last no. game because Brooke played twenty, and Portis played twenty eight, and there was no foul trouble for Brooke Lopez. Was it mostly maybe just the matchup, right? Like, well, Toronto plays Baines, but then they have a very athletic Chris Boucher. Could we see? Could this possibly be another Bobby Port? Like, we're all obviously only doing it in tournaments, but mm-hmm. I mean, doesn't the fact that we could get like 26, 28 minutes of Boucher possibly mean we get 26 to 20 minutes of Portis. It's possible. It's definitely, what, I mean, listen, uh, we love Bobby P right. right. It's just, you have to pick the spot for him. And I was actually in on Bobby Portis for last slate. I had him in a lineup because I was expecting the blow up and it was a 12 point Vegas spread. I'm like, this is your Bobby P game narrative game. He's under $5,000. This is where we want to play him. So I actually threw him in some lineups they end up losing. He played 27 minutes and got me the month, uh, the production anyway. So, um, yeah, I would say I, he is a guy that doesn't need a lot of time to do things. You know, we've seen him go for 40 and 20 minutes before. So like, if you think game narrative game script goes Brooke Lopez off the floor, Bobby Portis in against Boucher, I'm down for it. I, I'd be willing to throw it in there on GPP. I'm, I'm thinking about it here, John. I really am because I don't, it just feels like another one of those environments. Like I know Aaron Baines is still like just around, which it, and it's annoying. But I don't know. Like, is Baines going to be able to like run up and down the floor at this in this tracked tracked environment? You know, like in a in a up tempo game, he played 15 against Atlanta. Up tempo game, he played 19 against Memphis. Up tempo game versus Washington, he played 21 minutes. So I don't know. Maybe this feels like a crucial. Chris Boucher spot, which in turn makes me think we're going to get some Bobby P. So maybe tournaments, some Portis, and then Tristan Thompson, maybe. Yeah, if Tice is ruled out, you know, they're going to start Thomas. Oh, Robert uh, Williams is, is healthy too, huh? He is. He is. And if Tice doesn't play, would you have any interest there? Probably not. No, you know what? I think I would because he's going to at least play 15 to. 20 minutes, probably. Yeah, he's probably going to play 15, 20 minutes. He's probably going to play 15, 20. I mean, like, yeah. he's, again, he's a dart throw, one lineup, you know, like, home run, GBP, super contrarian, right? Like, he's, he's not a core play by any stretch. Nope. Nope, nope. Uh, any final thoughts here, James, before we wrap this one up? No, but that is a fun... That was a fun pod. It's a fun slate. It's gonna uh, be a fun for sure. And we don't even have all of the news yet. So, um, also, John, I oh, think it's worth. We just got some right now. Maldon, Theo Maldon ruled out. DeAnthony Melton ruled out. Uh, so, things we knew, but things we confirm for you all. Also, I want to give a shout out to ZJ Keener, fifteen, who won our first, uh, like our first official podcast league. Uh, tournament over on DraftKings. 
he uh, he edged me out by five. Hey, he bested you. He bested me by five point two five. So we're you know we're gonna do another one on Friday. If anyone is interested, hit us up on Twitter, jmpemba seven seven seven. Uh, the underscore real underscore round and send us your DraftKings name and you know we're running a, a weekly uh, little league here for everybody so um, if interested I mean the first one was fun um, not so much fun for for you know some people <clears throat> but um uh, I cashed so it was fine <laughs> I cashed uh, yeah if you hit us up there and we're going to run another contest on Friday we should just run it for this slate this slate would be fun but we'll do it Friday and we'll do it Friday yeah. Um, but that does wrap it up, guys. Obviously, we'll have a full set of content for you podcast, live streams, playbook, starting five, value vault, you name it, we'll have it. And uh, we'll catch you guys later.